Hello there, and you're very welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod with a difference this week. With Berth away in France doing what she's doing, I've come to spend the entire day in the bowels of the England camp. Head coach Simon Middleton has kindly invited me along to spend some time with the players and staff ahead of this Saturday Six Nations game against Wales. Before we look ahead to uh, this weekend with the Red Roses, should of course just remind you of the state of play in the Women's Six Nations 2020. England lead the way, having played three, one and three on 14 points. France, without uh, loss to England in the first round on 11 points. Then come Ireland on nine points. Italy, four. Scotland and Wales, both on one point each. But of course, Italy and Scotland have only played two games. This weekend, of course, round four. Fixtures are as such. England against Wales, five past 12 on Saturday. And then Scotland against France, 7.45 up at Scotsland again on Saturday evening. And I'm currently just about to go into, very, very lucky, very privileged to go into the team meeting. All the players there where Simon Middleton will set out the plans for the week, but also set out the tone of the week. So, yeah, we're just, just going in now. Obviously, I can't record this, but... Ah, oh, Captain, my Captain, Sarah Hunter. This is actually on. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm doing all day, just knocking around. Just Are you actually? Just shoving oh. the mic in, just doing this for the pod, yeah. Why, is that, is that not allowed? <laughs> no, I didn't know. I didn't know that you were, like, being serious. I'm like a serious mole oh, okay. in your camp all day. Yeah, how big a challenge is uh, okay. Miss Ladycrap? I have to put like a proper serious answer on. No. Okay. No, yeah, she's obviously like a massive player for, for them, you know, captain, talismanic player, um, car- keeps carrying hard, tackles hard, you know, like when she's at the top of the game, Wales are always playing and um, playing the best. So, you know, very difficult proposition for us, I guess. Sorry to put your your professional pop hat on, um, <laughs> but I like the transition. Honestly, your game face is unbelievable. You've been in this game a long time, haven't you? Yeah, far too long. How? Oh, just we just come out of that team meeting. What does that do for the squad? You know, I think it gives us real um, focus back on ourselves and Test week. You know, we we obviously had a down week, although we had two days in camp. You almost like. You, you probably mentally switched off from game preparation, so I think it just brings us back and it, it gives us real clear focus for what this, this week's about. And as you know, we're, we're, we were pretty frustrated, especially about our second half performance uh, against Ireland, so it's always nice that we, we've got a game to try and um, put that back against Wales. And we've obviously got a couple of days training, so to have that real clear focus of how we want to train, because ultimately that's how we're going to play, is uh, really important for, for the start of the camp. I'm sorry for shocking you, shoving a mic in your face. <laughs> so we came out of the uh, the team meeting. Um, presentation by Simon Middleton, Richard Blaze, the forwards coach, Scott Meeman, the backs coach as well. And now just a, a bit of stretching. A few of the girls going off to some stretching. Um, a few of them having a bit of coffee, a bit of uno, a bit of chat. So let's go and uh, catch up with a few of the players. So we're just doing a bit of podcast stuff here for Women's Rugby Pod. Have you had some downtime? We were just talking about how good Katie McLean is in other positions rather than 10. <laughs> we actually were. That's not even staged. Ask Lydia. Is that, is that like a real game? You're like a timer and then you praise each other for five minutes? Just you? Just me. Sometimes I need a little bit of a lift, you know, at my age. 
I understand the age thing, yeah, yeah. So, um, you went bowling? Yeah, bowling. And was was the uh, the winner of the bowling, the one of the most annoying people in the squad, because she's quite good at most things. Did you? Did you wipe the floor again? Well, she didn't wipe the floor. We let her win because it's good for her ego. Who who, who was second? <laughs> Guess story of my life. Second place, but more importantly, who came last? Who did come last? Beachy, Bolts was last. Dreadful. Dreadful. Really bad. Like, awkwardly bad. Bumpers, bumpers yeah, should have been up. Is she wearing Crocs to bowl? No. I don't think we'd, we'd have gone out with her. Yeah, no. But it might have helped if she had her Crocs on, because she was, like, under four, dreadful. Like, put the bumpers up, yeah, give her a lighter ball. That kind of bad. Um, I'll leave you in two, two seconds, two questions. Who's Mo talking to? Kim Johnson, she's our RPA rep. So, for all things off field, um, she's your gal. Educational, Education. yeah, any like support we need. And Mo needs a lot of help. I was going to say, Mo needs some extra time with that, does she? She's been there for the last hour. And you were writing notes in the team meeting. What were you writing down? Um, <laughs> can we see it? Was it, was it doodling? It was doodling, wasn't it? Come on, let's see it. At my age, you've got you can't recall all these things, so you need to take accurate notes. Yeah, it was a love note to Mids. Please pick me. Yeah, please, please, please pick me. That's very good. And are we looking forward to, to to facing Wales? Should you be picked? Yeah, I, I didn't expect the thing to come to me. Why not? Sorry, Harriet. That's all right. <laughs> I'm going to be doing this all day long, just shoving a microphone in your face. Is that all right? Yeah, maybe. It might take all day for me to warm up into talking into it. No, no, I've done commentary with you. Warm up very quickly. <laughs> yeah, the mic one. Is it good to be back on the park? Yeah, it's really fun. It's, it's awesome to be back involved. I'm really pleased to see you back out there. So, Lord Davis is here, and I believe it's your birthday. Though. Vic Cornborough's birthday as well. And Vicky Cornborough's what, actually today? Yeah, actually today. I think she's celebrating a bigger one than me, though. Right, OK, yeah, we'll, we'll probably... Has it got a zero at the end of it, is it? Potentially, I'm saying, Vic Cornborough. 30? 30 today. Wow, you're getting yeah. her age out. No, no, I'll, I'll remind her of that in a second. Yeah, no, no, that's good of you. And so you as a squad will do something special for you. Will they bake a cake? Do you know what? I've... I've baked, and I think Cornbra's got baked goodness as well. So, so on your birthday, you bake for them? I like baking, so yeah, I thought, you know, bring in a little treat for the girls, why not? And nice, a little card there, the girls have done you that? Uh, yeah, a little card from Rido, nice little birthday treat, so yeah, it's nice. Oh, lovely, well, have a great birthday, and I'll, uh, I'll see you later. Thanks, guys. I'm Marley Packer, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. This Saturday, England continue their bid for back-to-back Grand Slams against Wales at the Stoop at 5 past 12. It's a game you can see live on Sky Sports, S4C. Then at 7.45 at Scotland in Glasgow, second place France take on Scotland. Sunday's Ireland-Italy match has been postponed due to the coronavirus outbreak. England remain hot favourites for a clean sweep again, but there was lots to work on following their win over Ireland last time out. So the uh, forwards just going through some line-out drills with uh, Richard Blazer, excellent line-out forward in his day. 
Just uh, walking through some of the uh, the lineouts, not only from uh, an England point of view, but also from a defensive point of view for Wales as well. What strikes you the most about being here at the camp is it's Tuesday, beginning of a, an international test week. And there's an entire squad here, 31 players, I think, about uh, 11 support staff. But they're here, say, walking through lineouts now, but they've got that time. And obviously that's the huge, huge advantage of being under contract is that they have this time together, which is you know, why the, the England team is, is, is really only going in one direction against the other sides in the Six Nations. So um, we've just come from outside, inside, um, where the forwards are working out in the cold. And of course the backs, um, headed by Scott Beamond, are inside in the warm. But to be fair, yeah, it's getting warm in here because uh, it's a wait session for the backs at the moment. Um, joined by Scott Beeman. How are you, Scott? Hey. First of all, I'd just like to say thank you for your, uh, bringing your music along, Johnny. Yeah, no, no problem at all. It's what all the kids are listening to, so this is what I listen to all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just in the gym look, before we go out and, uh, and do our, our bit of a walking meeting uh, out in the cold. Um, and obviously, uh, being in here lifting and being an athlete is a, is a pretty integral part of trying to be world-class. So, um, what we've got here, got a mixture of... Uh, mixture of our, our full-time squad and we've got a, a couple of girls that have been uh, been invited in for the day um, there's a bit of a backstory to it really where we're trying to get trying to get people in um, so that when they obviously people with potential players with potential they're showing week in week out in TPs maybe from our pathway um, part of the England big picture so growing the rose there's, uh, there's plenty of girls with, with talent out there so we get them in something like this today and it's basically about just, just normalising what, what it is to be a Red Rose. So they'll come in, they obviously spend time with Red Roses in their clubs, um, you know, whether that's a handful or more. Uh, they come into the environment and then, then suddenly it's another layer of learning for them. So we hopefully, hopefully sort of uh, gives them a taste of what it, what it means and what, it, what they have to sort of aspire to train like to be a Red Rose. Um, and secondly, it, just a... The more experiences we can get into these players, the better they're ultimately going to be. So uh, you just pointed out you've seen uh, Mia Veno who's come in today. She's been playing fantastically well uh, in the TPs. Really sort of had a bit of a breakthrough season uh, for me. So we get her in. She's part of our under-20. She's going to be a big part of that. And, you know, if this can somehow facilitate uh, a faster development or uh, a higher potential um, for her, then that's what we that's what we try and do. Um, we're just watching Millie Wood. Walking around now, probably looking for the next biggest weight to pick up. Um, yeah, I was going to say, who, who lifts the most? Uh, do you know what? Do you not want to say? Well, no, I think I think I am all right to say it. Uh, Kaz doesn't win that as well, does she? No, no, Fraser. Sure. I, I think um, Amber Reed probably probably lifts slightly more than our strength and conditioning coach Luke Woodhouse. Um, just noticed him spotting her, and he was he was struggling to uh, to lift it. So it's uh, you know, we won't cut that bit out. No, no. Make sure that goes in. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we've got we've got a nice nice mix. We've got some uh, some strong girls, we've got some fast girls, and the coaching the coaching conundrum is how you bring it all together to uh, competitive advantage on the pitch. Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to say it kind of works both ways. Having these these younger players and less experience, they're gaining from different voices as well, from a different level. They take that back to the club. They start playing better. That filters through that club and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, and it works both ways, isn't it? Completely. Absolutely. So it's the better the better the foundation is, or the bigger, the broader, stronger the foundation is, the the higher you can build your building. Um, you know, really simple stuff. Um, 
Millie came in before she got her first cap, did a couple of camps. Um, we took her to uh, Salt Lake City a couple of years ago and scored on debut. You know, so it's having those experiences to then suddenly your moment comes. It's not your first moment. You actually know the girls, you know the systems, you know the language, you know what's going on. Um, yeah, so it's, it's worked pretty well in the past. And, you know, there's, there's other girls that we've done it with. You'd have noticed there's some, some young forwards out there and those girls are going to come through and they're going to make a big, big impact in the game. And if we can get more, more out of them ultimately or they can produce more because uh, little experiences they can get younger in their career, then, you know, it's brilliant for England rugby. Could agree more. Here with Claudia McDonald, just sat down on a little running machine here. She's, uh, everyone else is working hard in the gym, but uh, no, you, you've done your session already. Yeah, they're all forwards over there. So yeah, I'm done with mine. <laughs> and you got complimented by the coach for good lifting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was doing some squats. Um, yeah, I don't think, well, maybe he has seen us in the gym before, but yeah, <laughs> I enjoy the gym. <laughs> good stuff. How have you been doing the, the Six Nations so far? Yeah, it's really good. It's been really competitive. Um, we've been performing well. I think we've. It's always good to have some work ons as well. So I think we've had a fair amount of both. So it's yeah, it's been really good. The training's really good. Happy days. <laughs> good stuff. Now, are we, what are we? Ten caps now, moving that way. Yeah, I think nine. Nine. Okay. Oh, well, it's not bad off the top of my head. And I, I know, obviously, you, you were you and you in this environment not not so long ago. Yeah. A few new, new girls knocking around today that that I've seen. What? What sort of uh, messages, uh, little pointers have you been giving them? Um, I think it's all about coming into camp. You know, you're here because you've been performing well at club, uh, and obviously it's a new environment. The, the standard is is probably a little bit higher, but um, it's all about just bringing what what brought you into camp in the first place, bringing that into camp. Um, so just performing as best as you can. You know, if you're if you're a really high scoring try, like you know winger, then bring that into camp. Go score some tries. Show that, show the girls what you're about, but. I think the girls here have an appreciation and respect for each other anyway, so it's just about enjoying it and, and you know, finding, finding what else you like. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, how keen are you to get that number nine shirt? Because actually, from the outside point of view, actually, number nine is the most hotly contested shirt out there in England at the moment. Would you, would you agree with that? Just how keen are you to have nine on your back this weekend? Yeah, hugely, of course. I mean, um, Mo and Leanne both very good players, so the competition is, of course, really high. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be here if I didn't want if I didn't want that shirt for myself. So yeah, I think it's just about you know focusing on myself, working on the basics, um, keep pushing, and then see what happens. And what do you think your point of difference is? <laughs> uh, I'd like to hope it's my my experience coming in from the back three to nine. So my footwork and sort of yeah, looking for those breaks. Great stuff. I was going all Paxman on there, you saw. Thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks very much, and you. A little bit of news just to keep you up to date with Oceana Rugby. Papua New Guinea lost 36 24 to Tonga. First ever home test match for Papua New Guinea, so probably to them. Uh, Tonga now going to play Samoa for a place in the World Repechage for that World Cup next year. And Thorak ladies, closer to home. Uh, Essex trials for the uh, for playing for the county on the 9th of March at Barking RFC at 7 p.m. That's the 9th of March, Barking 7 p.m. And on the 23rd of March, venue to be decided again at 7 o'clock. So uh, keep across the socials on Thorak ladies to find out the venue for that one. And of course, a huge reminder. For Thursday night, our first ever live pod at the Cabbage Patch in Twickenham, uh, alongside our good friends Fuller's. Joining Berth, of course, and myself, will be uh, Marley Packer, 
Lincoln Red Roses, currently injured. Abby Scott, uh, injured Red Roses as well. And showed up Pal Hughes, the Welsh legend, Gloucester Heartbeat player. Of course, tickets are still available. WRPlive.eventbrite.co.uk. That's WRPlive.eventbrite.co.uk. Um, I hear here with Simon Middleton. We're just about to, to watch a back session, just coming out from the gym. Uh, Mids, interesting team meeting. Thank you so much for allowing me in and what, uh, what privileged access that was. Just for the general viewing public, listening public, what were your key messages for, for the Wales game this week? <laughs> Play better than we did against Ireland in the second half. No, uh, Done. Thanks very much. <laughs> Good night. God bless. Uh, no, it's getting back to some of the basics of, of, of our play. I think, uh, you know, Wales offer a number of challenges, but the, the biggest challenge for us is to be is to be way better than we were in the second half, in particular against Ireland. Uh, we didn't come anywhere near the standards that we set ourselves, and for a variety of reasons, but the, the key reasons were... No, we didn't. We didn't do the basics of the game well, which is create a platform and go forward, and then play off that. So the message is in uh, certainly in terms of our preparation and about uh, the quality of our preparation this week, and, and doing the basics well, and doing the fundamentals of of, uh, of the game or our game well, which are pretty similar to the fundamentals of most people's game. You know, it's like I say, quality set piece, go forward first, earn the right to go to the edge. Uh, I think we did that uh, predominantly in the first half against Ireland but in the second half we didn't do it at all uh, and, and you know, the, the, you, you, we never looked we never looked to make excuses but you've got to be realistic with stuff and our preparation last week and I'm support, uh, you know, I imagine similar for a lot of the home nations was just so impacted by the yeah. weather yeah. we could we literally couldn't get a decent training session in uh, so so is, is that, is, that's really important for you. I got that from the team meeting. You train well, you play well. Because there's not always some coaches don't don't believe that's so the worst training sessions. Then then be brilliant. But but for you, that's really important. Yeah, it's a funny thing. Is is I, I think we never read too much into team runs. To be absolutely honest, because they can be, you know, they, they they can be go either way. But your general your general preparation, you will play as you train. That's my belief, and and that is very true of this group of players, and very true of all the squads that I've coached under England. If we if we knock together two or three good training sessions, we generally play pretty well. Last week we 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 had we had some decent training sessions based on what we could actually achieve in them but it was so restricted uh, it just didn't allow us to prepare anywhere near along the lines that we wanted to and we, you know, we, we, we changed things around, we tried to get on better surfaces, we tried to do some stuff indoors but there comes a point where you need to be able to run as a team and get and get into the groove and we just couldn't do it last week and uh, and I thought we actually you know, that's why I was really pleased with our first half performance because I thought yeah we've, we've, we've got past all that but then second half for whatever reason we I don't know. Uh, I, I, I battled against the word complacency quite a bit last week. People asking, you know, is our biggest challenge being complacent? And I said, no, we, that, that's, that's not what this side's about. But maybe I was wrong last week. There was a little bit of an air of complacency about us in the second half. And I actually put that to the players on Monday morning when we reviewed, and there was a few nods in the room. Uh, was no, there's no room for that at all within the squad, and certainly no room for it in international rugby because what happens is what happened on on uh, Sunday when you don't do 
what you should do in the right way and then it turns into an absolute fight on the field and there's a lot of good players and, and it goes without saying there's a lot of players who play the game who are immensely proud to wear the shirt and they're not going to give you anything so if you don't earn it you won't get it and we didn't earn it in the second half uh, against Ireland and it was really disappointing because uh, I think we shortchanged people who came to, to to watch us to be absolutely honest and you know we talk about we, we want to be in front of big crowds we want to play in big stadiums but you've got to earn the right to do that and I think we've been doing that and doing it really well uh, but I don't think we did last week I think we, we put a good first half show up but, you know, and I think defensively we were great for 80 minutes but we uh, we left a lot out there in terms of attack and we're a lot better than that uh, and uh, and that's what you know that's what we were looking to do this week it's you know very much about uh, putting in a quality performance against Wales the only thing I would ask you because I'm conscious you, you need to get on and do whatever you're doing. Not much. Make us a brew, Obser- could you? Oh, observing. observing this session, yeah, yes, the umbrella team. man, you see. <laughs> um, which, another thing that struck me, having been luckily in this camp before, is the numbers. Mm-hmm. We, we just chatted just yeah. sort of off mic for, for a moment. But what, 31 players here? Yeah, yeah. So uh, one of the things we identified about our preparation was that it's very difficult to prepare on a team basis when you know you've probably just got the squad of 24 together or 23 together. It's you know, in terms of decision making and 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 just trying to run through your processes with real realistic pictures in front of you is difficult with reduced numbers. So. Once a week, we come together with 30 players or 30 players plus, uh, so we can we can run in a realistic game scenario, and and that's what we'll do today. So it gives us the opportunity to bring a few players in from outside the squad. So today we've brought Muvena and we brought uh, Ellie Underwood in from uh, Gloucester Harbury, who are players who we've impressed in the in the TPs this year. So we get eyes on them; they get a little taste of what. Uh, the international sort of training environments like, and uh, you know, it's a bit of a win-win all round. Uh, and we'll go 15 v 15 in full contact this afternoon, and, uh, and and that'll give us a good chance to to sort of rear some of the stuff we want to do under the, the the pressure of a contact game. So, just following off from that uh, that chat with Simon, just watch the uh, the backs literally walk through through their moves that they're they're, they're going to do during the game. Um, just literally walking through at this stage, some new players in there, as Simon was talking about. Actually, just a really interesting moment as the, as the backs have gone in now, because it's, it's got a little bit colder. Uh, but no, the session's finished. Uh, and Simon actually introducing himself uh, to one of the new players. Um, so yeah, a fascinating moment there, one of those new players that he was talking about bringing into camp so that training sessions can be completely full, 15 against 15 this afternoon when they when they do their rugby session. But uh, yeah, the back sort of walkthrough is, is, is done and dusted. Um, there's a behind the scenes film crew here as well. Paul Bunker from the uh, Media Bunker is here, does uh, all the O2 stuff behind the scenes. So he's he's embedded in camp in the build-up to this, this Wales week. Um, because let's not forget... This Red Roses side is going for back-to-back Grand Sam, something that is very, very hard to come by. See, we've just come to the, the warm. We're here with uh, Leanne Riley. Back's just been just literally just walking through your moves out there. For what purpose? Um, just to get our timing and our clarity, really. Um, we think we lost our way a little bit against Ireland, so just making sure that everyone's on the same page. Um, we've got certain things that we'll probably go in with and then we'll look to expand from there. So, yeah, just timing and clarity so that we all know what we're doing and who we're running our timing off, that kind of thing. Let's look back before we look forward. Why did things go wrong against Ireland second half? 
just too many individual errors and we weren't clinical enough. Um, I think there's quite a lot of handling errors in that and probably a bit guilty of trying to go a bit wide too early. Um, so just, you know, sticking to our game plan. We did really well in the first half of shortening them up and then being able to play around them and getting them reloading, playing on the front foot. Um, and we didn't get as much front football in the second half, so we made it a bit harder for ourselves, yet we were still trying to play from that. So I think it's recognising when it's on to go and when we probably need to work a bit harder to break them down a bit more. Wow, the rugby microscope out there. It was an incredibly impressive answer that was. You wouldn't get that from the likes of Katie Daly McLean. Um, no, no, God, no. She couldn't she hear anyway, deaf as a post at her age. Um, so it's the hottest shirt in the Red Roses squad, isn't it? The number nine shirt. Biggest competition. Enjoying that? Yeah, it's always good to get a bit of competition. Um, Made any voodoo dolls with one with blonde hair <laughs> Well, with a wash shirt on. Yeah, play darts every night. <laughs> no, um, it's really good. And, you know, it's only going to make us better. We, we, you know, we're looking forward and we're looking ahead to a World Cup in 18 months. We've got the rest of Six Nations, hard autumn internationals. So um, it's good competition and we push each other on. And ultimately, you know, we're just pushing on for us, the backs, the team, so that when we get to our ultimate goal, you know, we're as good as we can be. So if you were to get that number nine shirt or even on the bench of the weekend, Kira Bevan, half decent player, isn't she? Well, she's all right, I guess. <laughs> no, she is. Um, I, I know her fairly well. So, yeah, she's a lovely girl. Um, one of their best players. Um, you know, they, she brings a lot of players into the game around her. So um, we'll definitely be looking at ways that we can shut her out of the game and shut the ball carriers around her out. So be good competition. I, it certainly will be. So inside now, obviously the phones are out. Everyone's on Instagram. That's... Just the way it is. Um, you're what, looking at pictures of puppies or something, are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love dogs. I'm looking to get one. So, yeah, they're probably all on the Instagram or play a Monopoly deal or Uno was out earlier, I think. Yeah, I so. you know, I, Uno I can deal with. Um, and then what? Then lunch. Then what's the plan for this afternoon? We've got lunch and then we'll have a little bit of downtime, let the lunch go down. And then I think we've got a pretty heavy session in terms of contact, um, 15 on 15 when we're outside, about a 90-minute session. So some of that will be forwards and back split. And then we'll come together and play some team plays. And it's really nice to be able to do 15 on 15 and be able to play that contact so that you're in those realistic positions and those scenarios on the pitch. So, yeah, today will be tough. And then um, hopefully tomorrow will be a little bit easier on the body. I'm Abby Scott, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Around this table, as, as we're sort of chatting away, Shauna Brown, Harry Miller-Mills, Moina Talley, Vicky Fleetwood, and Amelia Harper. Hello, Moina. I'm Johnny. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. Now, now you say hello. <laughs> <laughs> hello. Oh, and we see you have a conversation. Now we talk to somebody. <laughs> Seventeen. Yeah, you are still a teenager, aren't you? Yeah. How is it in camp? Really good. Yeah. Day one, day two. <laughs> She's been in lots. Have you? Yeah. All through the Six Nations. Yeah. Oh, great stuff. No, no, it's too depressing. <laughs> not how, I'm not doing that. I'm not. No, la 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 la. You could, you could be my granddaughter. Amelia Harper. I don't like coffee, I'm not a coffee drinker. Unfortunately. I do do that a lot to be fair, sorry. Who's coffee? That was it. Coffee topple. Just slowly back away into the heads like Homer Simpson. You would know who you would know Homer Simpson was, would you? You do? Oh, great yeah. stuff. I used to watch that all the time when I was younger. Yeah, Channel 4, 6 o'clock. Yeah. Three years ago. <laughs> 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 I 
20 years of age. Yeah. In, in all seriousness, how how is the experience been so far with a with a red rose on your chests? Uh, great experience. Uh, really exciting. What more for me? Um, well, generally, you're in, in this particular chat. <laughs> wow. Well, that was really, really quite hard hitting, wasn't it? We need more from you. <laughs> Should have just you to camp. <laughs> so ignore. Ignore over there. She says, "Do you want more from me?" And I go, "Yeah." Oh, do you weigh about fifty kilos? Oh, <laughs> Actually, you should give me something. That'd be great. It's nearly seventy. I put away, <laughs> and, and I'm trying a lot. I just want to know, like, if you want more, like less, more oh, feedback, oh, holding back more. Oh, what are we talking about? Give us come. So just take it as read that you just want everything she's got every scrub. So outside of Conor Brown demanding more from you <laughs> on the general capacity, specifically scrums. How how has it been for you? Um, a really good experience. Like everyone's been really welcoming, and it's just great to like make the step up really and just challenge myself even more. Okay, that's the stock media answer. Can I have uh, a proper normal podcasty answer? Um, no, generally, has it been fun? Has it? I guess growing up. Oh, yeah, I cried in my room every night, you know. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> he was going to clip that now. I'm joking. Is edit it. Edit. Um, Within three minutes, that's on my Instagram, I tell you. I've, I've learned how to kill a lot of time. Monopoly deal. Uh, what's the other one we play? Snap, no, not Snapchat. Um, Uno Flip. That's a good one. And what did we play the other day? Yusuf? You, no, what's it called? Yasif. That's a good game. Bots taught us that. That was... Uh, I can't explain it. But. Can't explain it to you, but uh, you say Yanni and you just Yane. add up your points. Is it not I think it's Yanni. Sorry, we're being we're being uh, disrupted here. For years, no doubt, you've dreamed of playing for England. Has it been everything that has it lived up to all your expectations? Yeah, I'd say that like more. Like, I don't think you get have expectations for it. Like you can't describe it until it happens. And then part of me was always like, oh, it's not going to happen, and I didn't expect it to happen. This young, I'd say. I think that was a bit of a surprise. I always thought I'd be older, like more experienced, I guess, a little bit. But yeah, it's it's better than what you dream of it to be. I don't think you can like dream it until you live it. If that makes any sense. Yeah, no, hundred uh, percent. In terms of the actual pace of the game, came on France, wasn't it? Yeah, France. Wow, what a what a place, what atmosphere to make your debut. Well, how did you find the actual physical game compared to to playing for Lightning? Um, I mean, I'm smaller than everyone anyway, so. Um, it's quicker and you just got to be more on the ball with it but um, I enjoyed it and I think to come on in there and just put in a shift and basically just come on and defend with everyone beside you it was pretty cool to be fair like good game to come on sick atmosphere so a difficult one to have as a first cap I guess but I wouldn't I wouldn't change it like that was one of the like best games I've ever played in so and where's your cap now? Um, it's with me actually I need to take it home to <laughs> Because I'm seeing my dad after this, or going to my parents, so they want to see it. They haven't seen it yet, so it's in my suitcase. <laughs> oh, great stuff! Yeah, share it with the family. Fascinating uh, meeting you. Thank you very much. No, no well, when are you are you enjoying it? Yeah, I am. It's really good. And you're 17 years of age. Yeah. So how much time do you do? Happy birthday, Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Sit yourself back down. <laughs> you're, no, no, you're next. <laughs> So we were a full table. Um, Moana and Amelia, thank you very much. Really, really nice to meet you both and, and 
get your thoughts. Can uh, Vicky, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're desperate to go. Uh, but join us now is the birthday girl, Vicky Cornra. Many happy returns. Thank you very much. I was ne- never going to ask your age, but your fellow birthday girl. Mm. Made it clear. Yeah, just. <laughs> Very just clear. Tro- she is old. Trotted it straight out there. So. Yeah. Happy 21st. Thanks. Uh, how old's she? How old's Lark? Because you can get her She's back now. She's 25, isn't she? Yeah. I think Lark's 34. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's probably about right. Yeah, nice. Yep, got a bat there, brilliant. How's the Six Nations tournament treating you so far? Yeah, it's been good. Um, and especially after um, being out of um, the England uh, kind of set up for the first half of the year, like coming into it for Six Nations for me was really exciting and even more kind of special. Um, get my 50th cap on my first England game back um, what was really exciting and then yeah continuing through the tournament we're uh, we're playing well we've still got lots of things to work on and I'm looking forward to uh, to playing this weekend as well touch wood absolutely you've gone to the Sam Middleton school of media training answering all four questions <laughs> in your first answer I love it I was going to ask you about your 50th cap how special was that yeah very special family friends there to, to witness Tell the truth. So no, none of my none of my it. none of my family were uh, were actually physically at the game, but everybody was watching uh, watching on TV. And the um, obviously the the amazing thing about women's rugby now is you don't have to be you don't have to travel around to uh, to actually watch it. It's got such good coverage. Uh, they uh, they all sat at home, watched it on Sky, um, and I told them afterwards, South of France, of, of all the away games to go to, it was 26, 27 degree yeah, heat. Yeah, beautiful. They were definitely missed a trick but no they were they were all really really um supportive and i flew back uh into heathrow got picked up at the airport by uh by my partner and then uh, came home to a surprise party that everybody uh, uh threw me as well to say congratulations for my, for my 50th so that was really really exciting oh absolutely fantastic many many congratulations on that i've got a feeling everybody else has gone yeah it's lovely he's chatting to you guys and i'd like to see you all day you need to go thank yep. you so much <laughs> no speak to you later cheers bye so from the uh, the warm up, the uh, squad has now come together on the uh, the pitch here at Hazelwood, um, and really really nice. It's a point that uh, quite a few of the, the players have made actually. Nice to actually have a, a full training week. It looks like the weather's going to be good, not uh, a load of snow or rain or wind or whatever. So uh, yeah, forwards and backs are split now. Forwards doing some line out work and backs uh, on the far side running through some moves. So the uh, players just come off a team training session. Now move to the uh, the 3G part of uh, the training facility here at uh, Hazelwood and got a, a drop-kicking competition, uh, which I think is sponsorship and uh, television-driven. Um, but yes, this, uh, this should be a large amount of fun. Lydia Thompson, may, may we walk and talk? How is that session for you? I feel like it's for Tuesday. I feel like we've got like a mark on the board, and yeah, I think we'll look back. Go, actually, we could have done that better. Like I know I made a few errors in it. Um, Nobody saw the turnover. Rip. <laughs> I was like, I think I got tackled. It's okay. It's all good. Um, but I we rather make those mistakes now. Like iron out a few creases, so kind of we can reflect and then hopefully put them to bed come game day. And do you enjoy playing against Wales? 
Oh, absolutely. They're a great nation to play against. They've got a lot of passion, um, a lot of history, and like the team that comes out always play like they're proud to wear the shirt, and I think that's the sort of team you want to play against. You don't mind a microphone, do you, Shauna Brown? I love a microphone. You can talk to it. Somebody listens to me, maybe, hopefully. Yeah, I'll cut this bit out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how's the session for you? This is a, lo- a full contact session. Love full contact. Just running into people, getting praised for actively being aggressive. It's, it's, just love it. What's that buzz phrase that uh, Blazer uses? Oh, something about violence. I don't know. Yeah, so, something about violence. Controlled violence or something? Controlled violence. That sounds about right. Even that's quite. Even I think that's a bit strong. But yeah, I lo- like I love it. You like all that? Don't yeah, you? <laughs> that's 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 my game. It's just aggression, anger, violence, but controlled aggression, anger, and violence. And is that all Wales in store for the weekend? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. They'll be they'll be wanting to go home. Hopefully at half time. That's the plan. How many times have you played them before? Me personally, I've only played them once last year. Yeah, only once. So over there. Yeah, yeah. So you haven't played time. them at home. No, no. And it's at the stoop. I remember uh, two years ago. I think I remember watching as a as a club rugby player with Quinns watching England Wales game at the stoop. So yeah, it'll be a bit of a different experience. So how mad is that now then? <laughs> you're playing not only for Harlequins, yeah. so you're playing at your home ground, yeah. playing for the Red Roses, yeah. smashing. It. I mean, what a what home. a change! It's a home home game. Is it? And it's just, yeah, it's home home, and especially so half of my family's Welsh, and some of them still live in Wales. Okay. And so we've got a big family. It's actually my nan's 93rd birthday. So we're all coming to the game for my nan's birthday. But she's not coming because it's too cold. And we couldn't get a box. So we're celebrating my nan's birthday without my nan. Without nan. Yeah. And half of them will be cheering on, half won't be? Or will they all be behind you? Um, a lot of them still don't actually know what's going on on the pitch. Because we're not a rugby family. They're just sort of there for the crack. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know, I've got a clue what's going on. That was a good game to watch. And, I, and it, if my sister said it was a good game, that means it was just entertaining and there was a lot going on. And that's, I guess that's what you want in, in terms of uh, moving forward in a, like a business perspective and just, just getting people to watch the game, even if they don't know what's going on, just to enjoy watching the game. And I, I think we're doing that at the moment, especially when you're winning as well. It's always good. And nice to be, as you say, a home home game for you, yeah. but nice to be back at back at the stoop, which is a bit of a sort of mini home for for the Red Roses, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And in the past, it has been. Um, for me, it hasn't been because I've never played for England at the stoop. But I can't. Is this your first time at the stoop playing for England? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, this is a massive huh? day for you. Not that I'm trying to wrap all the pressure on <laughs> you your family there who are Welsh. Yeah, first time yeah. at the stoop. Yeah. First time against Wales at home. Yeah, it is. No pressure, Sean. <laughs> I, I love it. Revel in it. It's your time to show off, right? <laughs> Great speaking to you. We'll see you on Saturday. Well, what a real privilege and treat it's been today to, to be inside the England camp. Uh, huge thanks to uh, to Emmy Lyles, to uh, Simon Middleton, Nicky Ponsford for, for allowing me this uh, incredible access. I hope you've enjoyed a slightly different angle on looking at the Red Roses as they build up to their game against Wales. Well, I really hope you've enjoyed a slightly different women's rugby pod this week. Yeah, excuse the, the sound a bit in parts of that. Obviously, uh, being in camp and, and trying to get a, a flavour of the uh, of the day, the sound quality isn't up to our, our normal standards. But yeah, really, really hope you've enjoyed it. Um, and just, just to round things up, of course, Saturday, England continue their bid for, for a back-to-back Grand Slam. 
uh, against Wales. Uh, that's at the Stoop, five past 12. There are still some tickets left. You can get down there. If not, it's on Sky Sports or S4C. Then at 7.45, Scotland and Glasgow, second place France, take on Scotland. Sunday's Ireland-Italy match, just to remind you, is postponed because of the coronavirus outbreak. Well, before I sign off, of course, must remind you about tomorrow night, Thursday, the 5th of March, our inaugural live podcast. Yep, the WRP goes live at where else but the world's most famous rugby pub, the Cabbage Patch in Twickenham, with our good friend Fuller's on board. Tickets still on sale, wrplive.eventbrite.co.uk. That's wrplive.eventbrite.co.uk. Five pounds of tickets and you get a free drink on arrival. There's loads of giveaways, some really good prizes. Tickets for England-Wales, tickets of Game Changers, the Jewel, some uh, some other prizes in there as well. Hotel nights, stay for two, etc, etc. Some really special guests as well, joining Rachel Burford and myself. Marley Packer, World Cup winner. Abby Scott, Red Roses star. And Shona Powell-Hughes, of course, uh, Wales 7s and 15s legend. And of course, the WRP will be back next week to look back at this weekend's matches and look ahead to the final round of games as well. All in the company of another raft of superstar guests. Giada Franco, the Italian flanker. So we get Italy's perspective and how disruptive the last few weeks have been for them. Former Ireland captain Fiona Coughlin joins us. Be great to speak to her. Lisa Martin, who's on fire for Saracens, the Scotland back. And the world's best player, Emily Scout. So I hope you've enjoyed this, this bonus pod deep inside the England camp. Really look forward to seeing lots of you tomorrow night at our live pod. And remember, whatever you're doing to support the women's game, wherever you are, keep it up. <laughs>